Welcome back, you guys, to the Chopping It Up podcast. I am your co-host, Chartel. And I'm Ferris, episode four. Woo! uh, Mental health in the black community. Yes. 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 We have a very special guest with us here today, you all. We have the the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Some call the boogeyman. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let him introduce himself to you all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, introduce yourself, sir. My name is Ferris Glover Sr. What? Um, Are you yes. any relation to our Ferris on the, the podcast? That's my protege. Oh, yep. look, I and, like uh, that protege. Yes, yes. yes that's and, right. Uh, uh, I am the executive director, founder and executive director of My Home Inc., which is a uh, community health and social service agency here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Nice. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we mm-hmm. have. Doing yes, God's work out here. Doing God's work. The legend and the protege. Oh. We are in here with royalty, y'all. Get ready. (laughs) Y'all are in for a ride. Get ready, get ready. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, friend. Should we jump right into Blase Blase? Yes, ma'am. Let's do that. All right. And remember, you guys, Blase Blase is our segment where we talk about what's on our mind. Um, Can be anything out there, right? Just what's on our mind. Anything is kind of just... you know, freely talking. Yep. You know, anything that's mm-hmm. in the media, mm-hmm. anything that's on our mind. Yeah. And so the thing that kind of came to my mind that I've heard recently is this, uh, you know, Tim Scott, who's a senator out in South Carolina. And then we have Kamala Harris, who's obviously the vice president of the United States of America. Yep. First black vice president. And they were saying that say. inherently the United States as a whole is not racist. Mm-hmm. However, there's certain pockets or, you know, white supremacists agenda or people out there mm-hmm. and so to me i just feel like come on now like you think that you're the you were the only qualified person of color to be the vice president the first one ever no mm-hmm. i think there's systematic things in place that just now are starting to kind of be lifted that got you in that position right 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 and just like tim scott he's the, i think he's the first black senator of south carolina so you're telling mm-hmm. me that you're the first black person there to be qualified to be South Carolina senator? I'm a little con- Right. So just some um, info. I remember Lindsey Graham is another black man that ran no, in Lindsay South Graham Carolina. No, Lindsey Graham is white. No, I'm sorry. Okay, he won. Who ran against him? It was another black guy that ran against Lindsey Graham, but that wasn't I think that was a, He was a younger guy. A younger black guy. So yeah. what were they running for? I'm just I asking for I don't know, but I'll, I'll look it up right now. Okay. And you know what? So wait, is it... For South Carolina, is it Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham? Are they yes, U.S.? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I got it. Both. Okay. Correct. So that makes sense. So never mind. You have to look up. Okay. Yes. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So the the younger black guy that I mean younger thirties I think um, that ran against Lindsey Graham was well, going for I, I would assume Tim Scott's was running position, for correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lindsey Graham is the incumbent. Right. He was already there. And that's yeah. who the black guy was running, whose correct. name escapes me. Yeah, but so. now it's Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott. Um, black man, old white guy representing South Carolina, and the black mm. guy doesn't think racism exists in America. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. But I don't, you know, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say Papa Glover. That's what I'm going to call mm-hmm. him this show, Papa Glover. Mm-hmm. You had a good point mm-hmm. when we were talking before the show, like just the feeling that the little sprinkle of privilege some black people can get. Correct. And uh, Tim Scott is definitely the beneficiary of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, my point that I was trying to make is that, you know, um, Tim Scott has 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 benefited from, um, you know, being in the shadow of white privilege. So we really live in two different worlds than Tim Scott does. You know, Tim Scott, again, has that privilege. The, more, the average black person doesn't experience those kind of things. You know, we don't right. um, have the luxury of of of. of uh, if, in fact, uh, uh, I'm sure Mr. Scott is pulled over by a state trooper immediately, you know, he's treated with a lot of respect, you know, and then he's, you know, uh, told to go on his way, mm-hmm. regardless to what he was pulled over for. Right. Uh, if that was one of us, uh, well, you know, we see the... Um, statistics. Well, not just the statistics, you the know, reality. but the, the reality. We've Absolutely. seen it. Absolutely. The yep. reality of what happens, you know. And people are generally afraid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to be pulled over by the police. And when they do, um, you know, it, it, it's not a pleasant outcome. Well, it was like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it was. Was he? A, 
I think he was an active lieutenant. Lieutenant. Yes. And so he was saying they were asking him to get out of his car. He had in a seatbelt on. Right? In yeah, uniform, right? Yeah. He had a seatbelt on. So, of right. course, he's like, he doesn't want to reach out. for right. this, you know, the, the, like, the, buckle, the, the buckle to get out. To get yep. out, right? And then he said that he fears for his life. And then the officer, who's a Hispanic guy, you Gutierrez, should. you should be scared. That's right. Like, come on now. Right. Huh? Flashback to our first episode, Blacks right. and Hispanics. But exactly. that's a combo for another time. And but just right. because he's named Gutierrez does not necessarily mean that he is Hispanic. Or that he, yeah, that's true. Now, he may be that. of hand, you know, Hispanic ancestry, but mm. that doesn't necessarily mean that he, he identifies that way. Oh, right. identifies nope. You're absolutely Hispanic. right about Correct. that. Mm-hmm. And then to circle back around, so uh, it was Jamie Harrison yes. who um, he actually set record-setting numbers against Lindsey Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he blacks, whites, mm-hmm. liberals, right? Which I moderates, think, right? So. Which I think speaks to where. America is going. I think we're all sick of the divisiveness, right? So I'm coming back to privilege, right? Like, yeah, Jamie Harrison was able to set record setting numbers, fundraising, mm-hmm. like got really close. The numbers mm-hmm. were like really tight, the race. Mm-hmm. And he ended up losing. But I think that speaks to what, and that's deep South, South Carolina, right? So I think that speaks to just where America is headed and how some people are afraid of that. Right. Right. So now we got to try to backtrack, Right. Tim Scott. Oh no, no, we're good. We're not actually racist. It's just it's like the the um, pockets of white supremacists. Those are the exception, not the rule. Right. Well, if you ask me, they're the reality. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was speaking to someone. The situation escapes me, but it was this conversation of America. I also could have been watching TV. America was like founded on immigration, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how we of all course. got here. Yeah. But now we've like, tur- but in a, a with certain a, immigrant. With an I and an E. Yeah. But, but a certain one, right? Mm-hmm. That looks like a certain person. Correct. So now, yeah, to have this idea that no, America was like the Big Bang Theory, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, that's, you guys are so far outside of American history. Don't even know what to say about it. But Kamala and Tim are playing. Yeah. I don't know what to say about them. Yeah, because, I mean, we Whatever. didn't even really touch on Kamala, but it's just like, I mean, I feel like we, we as like the black community, and I'm not just like saying it's just black folks that got her elected, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, uh, allies mm-hmm. helped out, right? Right. And it's like, for you to get on national, national TV. TV, and that's your, that's what you say, like, I think she should honestly come out and say something, like, you got to retract that statement. She has to, or, it's a lie. She exactly. has to. Or you have to expound on it. Like, right. what are you talking about? Like, say more. Because I think, too, and especially, if you know, as a woman of color, to say that in this platform, I I don't know what's going on. I am imagining that it's this idea of trying to bring everyone together, right? Like, we're we're unified now. But we're not going to be unified by erasing America's yeah. racist exactly. history, right? It's morbid. That's why mm-hmm. there's so there's why there's so many issues with that podcast that's out um, uh, 1619 that the New 1619 York Times did. Project, that, yes. Right. That's why there people don't want that being You've seen taught. That? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's I've a I, well, mm-hmm. I'm a black woman so I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I'm like, yep, spot on and it's mm-hmm. still going on today. But then you have that's why I was getting confused with the other the Arkansas senator Tom, Tom Cotton, Cotton who yeah, was threatening to pull funding from schools mm-hmm. that would introduce this um this curriculum to mm-hmm. public schools. And so that to me feels really weird. Like, well, why like, are, you are you being you so restrictive? Of? Why like, are you being so re- like, what are you afraid of? Like, right. If that's, a, if that's history, American mm-hmm. history. But your world is so small, right? It's mm-hmm. so small and white privilege that right. you can't imagine anyone saying anything bad about it and making someone who looks like you bad. Right. You know, I think that uh, another driving force behind this whole divisiveness piece that's going on in this country is that, um, the country is getting a lot more brown, mm-hmm. you know, and that terrifies, you yes. know, a lot of the um, the established um, individuals who are in government, but also who control money. Exactly. You know, so if money, uh, the control of money, I should say, switches hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what does that mean for, you know. White folks. Right. right. That are used to controlling it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So. And that's the fear. Well, and I'm sick of it. Right. So I'll, well, yeah, round us up. Sorry, we're talking over here. No, no, no. I just, <laughs> no, I think that, yeah, we touched on, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. And I think that we basically summed it up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. ultimately, it's like, just what are you talking about? 
I would like further explanation mm-hmm. or retract. Right. Retract what you, what you said. Yeah. Right. It's so dismissive. Exactly. And I don't like it. But All skin folk and kin folk. Exactly. So. So let's get into what we came here for. Yes. With our special The man guest. of the hour. Yes. So I would like to ask Papa Glover, if you would just tell us more about what your company does. Like, what are some things you all do? Well, we uh, uh, initially started out uh, as a social service agency um, who provided uh, reentry services to individuals who were African-American and leaving it, leaving a prison and reentering the community. Mm-hmm. So to provide them with transition services, uh, counseling uh, housing, housing, I'm sorry, housing resources, uh, employment, educational resources, uh, mental health referrals. Uh, and we did that for the first uh, 10 or 11 years that uh, My Home Inc. was in existence. Okay. And then when we had the uh, recession of uh, 2010, uh, we had to train or change our strategy and move from uh, – just working with corrections clients to, again, trying to, uh, well, we, we licensed ourselves as a substance abuse and mental health uh, agency here in St. Paul. Okay. And so since that time, what we've done is we provide uh, substance abuse and mental health services to African-Americans uh, in the, as a matter of fact, the five county metro area. And we've been doing that for about 26 and a half years now. We also provide uh, MAT, which is medication-assisted therapy, or MAT services to individuals who are opiate-dependent, you know, or dependent on, you know, um, uh, hydrocodone mm-hmm. or That's heroin. Been big in the last couple of years. I'm Absolutely, sure. within the last couple of years. Within the last couple of years. And we just formed a very unique partnership with Ramsey County uh, Public and Mental Health. So we'll be in two locations, 651 University, where our primary location is at, and 1919 University, which is Ramsey County Mental Health. Okay. Hmm? Wow. That's awesome. I'm telling you, right? That's amazing. We're so glad you're here and you're doing this Thank work. You. Yes. Thank you. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So we had a listener slash viewer, because we also do a um, video component, uh, type like mess send in lots of questions. So Lauren, mm-hmm. we appreciate this. Thank you, Lauren. Um, yes. And so I'll just start by asking... Um, how mental health is still let, talking about how mental health is still a stigma for black people, especially mm-hmm. in the Bible Belt. I don't know about the Bible Belt, but mm-hmm. I think that when you look at mental health overall, you know, there is a stigma, like you mm-hmm. said, that's associated with that, that um, it's amazing that uh, uh, a lot of the clients that we provide services to, you know, who need both substance abuse and mental health services, uh, they don't mind claiming the substance abuse, mm-hmm. you know, but the mental health is a stigma that they don't want to touch at all, you know. So we still struggle with that today. Gotcha. You know, here in, you know, Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, and above the Bible Belt. Yeah. And I would imagine because substance abuse, it's it's something you can see and do, right? Absolutely. Like we see the problem. This Absolutely. is here. Right. And know. then a lot of times substance abuse mask mental health issues exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So they're not, mm-hmm. you know... Um, Exclusionary. Absolutely. And I may be wrong, but sometimes you can get mental health illnesses or diagnoses from substance abuse, correct? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, uh, you know, psychotic delirium, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of different things that can occur when a person is uh, using excessive amounts of, of, of one substance or another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know this, Papa Glover, I'm from Georgia, um, so I'm happy to speak about the Bible Belt component. Yes, down there, it's mostly, let's just pray it away, right? You've got mm, demons inside. Right. Ex- we're we're going to do all of these mm-hmm. things, right? Because mental health, no, you just need mm-hmm. to pray it away. You need to take, you need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You need to man slash woman up and just get it together. Mm-hmm. It's depression specifically, like just get out of bed and do mm-hmm. it. Like just mm-hmm. get, get it together, right? So there's this like dismissive component um, mm-hmm. when you're vulnerable, right? And, you know, I don't, you know, I think black people, just in general are have taken on more than they've needed to and have needed to push through things. Mm-hmm. But now it feels like we're in this really unique space in which we get to take care of ourselves now. Correct. Right. And so now, you know, at least my generation, we're having different conversations with like our parents and our grandparents, you know, about stuff that they probably experienced, but never put a name to never mm-hmm. got treatment for, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they just did it. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like our generation and younger, it's like, Oh no, we're going to like, we can do it all right. We can pray and go to therapy mm-hmm. and use, you know, um, 
uh, psychiatric mm-hmm. treatment if we need to, right? Mm-hmm. We can do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be only one way. And mm-hmm. I don't think if you choose like a scientific route, that means you're turning your back on God, which I think is a fear as well down there. I agree. But I also think that, you know, I'm glad that uh, we're at a point now today where uh, the church, mm-hmm. you know, is not the um, the sole provider of, 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 of everything right. you know, to our community, especially, you mm-hmm. know. But I think that one of the things that we have looked at, you know, and especially, you know, since I came into the field, you know, uh, 1980s um i think that sometimes you know it's 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 bad you know when you have a a family uh who is um you know uh, being um uh afflicted you know Mm -hmm. by either you know substance abuse uh or domestic violence right you know and they say okay well instead of you know taking our business to a therapist or to bring it out in the community, mm-hmm. you know, we'll take it to the pastor in the church and let the pastor take care of it. Yep. Very bad mistake. Mm-hmm. Very bad mistake. You know, because a lot of times, even though pastors are well-meaning, right, they're ill-equipped Correct. to they deal don't have with the mental health services. Absolutely. Do you think COVID had a, a deal in that with the church kind of stepping back because you couldn't go? I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. I agree. And so that kind of allowed you to, I guess, kind of just find other means Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. your solution, right? But a lot of of disservice occurred when pastors encouraged their parishioners not to take the COVID vaccine. And that's Mm -hmm. a lot more prevalent in the Bible Belt Mm -hmm. than it is here in the North. In the North. We don't want that devil juice. That's right. Yeah. We don't want that. That's how you feel. That's what the people down south feel. That's what they feel. That's, I'm just I'm just telling what the people want to hear. Yeah, that's what the people saying down there. We don't want that devil. We don't want that devil thing. We'll just figure it out. Again, mm-hmm. I think yeah, because <laughs> I think about Tom from Georgia. Governor Kemp was like, "Fuck these masks." Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's not real. White man, right? But the the mayor, Keisha Bottoms, a black mm-hmm. woman, is like, y'all better keep those masks on. Like right. Atlanta, the, the CDC lives here. Mm-hmm. It right. literally, literally lives here. But but. <laughs> Governor Kemp also got vaccinated. Yes. It w- was the first one. Absolutely. Was the first one. So you tell me, sir, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And that and that, that's the discrepancy, right? Where I'm just like, I can't be worried about it. But yeah, that is a harmful message, right? You know, kind of attaching science to religion. So mm-hmm. God doesn't want you to take this. God will, you know, provide for you and make you safe. And yes, in some instances, but also he gave us science. So let's also mm-hmm. use that yeah. as well. But And common sense. Mm-hmm, and common sense. Ooh, yeah, I think when common I tell sense y'all, is number one. <laughs> whoo, child, with that gas shortage and stuff, I'm sick of people. Anywho, that's a, another dive. But yes, I think you're right about mm-hmm. um, the church can be harmful in, in that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So quick question. In your opinion, what is the like the biggest present day problem for the black community? I think that uh, not just the black community, but communities of color in general uh, are underserved when it comes to uh, uh, mental health services, Mm -hmm. substance abuse services, uh, uh, services for housing, education, you name it. You know, I can sit here and say in all honesty that, you know, it's amazing how, you can take a black person who is struggling with addiction and refer them to a a a a, a program, you know, and and and, and whatever the, the 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 most appropriate approach, you know, to dealing with that addiction might be, you know, is something that will be less than for the white community. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you look at the opiate addiction right now, right. you know, uh, a lot of uh, African-Americans and other people of color are usually referred to uh, methadone programs if yep. they have opiate problems. Yep. But white individuals get referred to Suboxone, mm-hmm. you know, a Subutex, exactly. you know. And, and I think that that's one of the things that I'm really glad that Ramsey County is very open to mm-hmm. with working with my agency, yeah. you know, because we don't refer clients for methadone treatment. So can you, can you explain that to listeners who don't know they're not oh, in the yeah, mental health good. field? They may wonder, okay, so what is the difference between Suboxone and methadone? Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that where uh, methadone was a uh, synthetic form of, of, of opiate that was developed uh, really for a German general, you know, to uh, help him with his addiction of, of opiates, mm. you know, and has been used primarily for 
the past 60 years, you know, in, 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 in treating opiate addiction. But now with the, the, the advances of new medications that have come along, new synthetic forms that are a lot less addictive, but they block, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the, the cravings, the desires okay. in such a way where uh, methadone is a long term. Uh, you never get off of it where Suboxone is something different where we have uh, our clients uh, start Suboxone and they immediately are placed on a step down program. So oh, is, okay. is Kratom in that same category? You know, you have Kratom tea, you have Kratom pills. Mm -hmm. Is Kratom in the same as Suboxone or Methadone? I'm not sure uh, uh, what Kratom is. I mean, I yeah, have heard everything. So Kratom is a tea mm -hmm. uh, or Kratom is a substance that it kind of mimics heroin, mm. like the feeling okay. that you would get from it. And so I have- People I, sell this? Yeah. You can get it at GNC. Oh my gosh. At, yeah. You can get it at any store. Really? That yeah. sounds- You can get it at a lot of stores. Awful. And it gives you that stimulation, the the euphoric feeling. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I have clients that we, you know, they want that, mm -hmm. you know? So we're like, all right, well you take this tea and then we- Kind of the same situation. Wean them off mm. as time goes. Yeah. So they would like be addicted to heroin. It's a herb. It's a herb. There's okay. Them. So they'd be addicted to heroin, and they would use this tea to step down. Correct. Oh, mm. okay. Okay. So, that sounds like it could be under the same umbrella. Yeah. Wow. So that's what I was curious about. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Mm. Yeah. Cradle tea. Yeah. Substance abuse. Don't use it though, because you will get addicted. Don't use it. No, we're not advertising <laughs> like at all. Know, no, no. Addicted. No, we don't use do Earl Grey tea. Okay. Yes, yeah. with lemon or yeah, milk. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> So I think I don't uh, do substance abuse work, but mm -hmm. some of the things I've heard is that it's substances are addictive, right? But mm -hmm. there's also this component of how lucrative like certain Whoa. treatments can be. And Absolutely. so it becomes capitalism mm -hmm. more important to keep people addicted to use some of those artificial forms, right? Than mm -hmm. to absolve them of the addiction mm -hmm. because then of the course. money train starts, money. Yeah. which I think is terrible. Um, so I guess I'm, a, a I'm just, it is a reality. So mm -hmm. I'm just like saying that information, but I, I guess I also would like to ask you in your perfect world, how would you treat substance abuse slash addiction? Well, uh, my world is not so perfect, but I think that uh, treating substance abuse is something that uh, I take very seriously, mm -hmm. you know, and I make sure that I, make my clients understand that, you know, it's not just the substance abuse that you're in this program for, you know, it's, it's, it's the choices that you make. It's, it's how you cope, you know, with, with different stresses that you encounter, you know? Uh, so it, it, it has to be a combination of, of both substance abuse as well as motivational uh, counseling uh, to have them take a look at themselves in a more holistic manner. Mm -hmm. You know, why am I moving in this direction? You know, what yeah. is it that, uh, what is going on with me, you know, that um, when I have those cravings to use most, you mm -hmm. know, is it a relationship, you know, and it's not a, re a relationship so much with anybody else. It's a relationship that we have with ourselves. For sure. You know, because in, in the end, you know, the greatest relationship we'll all have is the one that we have with ourselves. Yep. You know, not with another person. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you had, if you had your perfect world, mm -hmm. you had all the things you needed, how would you cure substance abuse slash addiction? What would you do? You know, at first I'd have to be honest, you know, with myself and, 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 and I guess everybody else that's in my perfect world and say that, you know, uh, people are going to always want to escape. Mm. They're always looking for a means of escape, you know. Uh, it's true when they say, you know, it's amazing how somebody can look at you and say, oh, how green the grass is in your yard, yep. you know, when they don't look in their own yard and say, hey, you know, I might not be as green as 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 as, as she is, but, but I do I have some it. green, yeah. absolutely. And with work, I can make it as green. Yeah, exactly. So I think telling the okay. truth about, you know, uh, the reality of substance abuse, mm -hmm. the reality of mental illness as well. Right. Yeah. That mm. can be, substance abuse can be, yeah, stigma too. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, you know, he just, so-and-so just has his issues and we just kind of deal with them. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, let's talk about the um, enableism, <laughs> right? Like, and maybe even too, like, not 
maliciously, mm-hmm. right? So just kind of like the tools we have in ourselves, like, you know, as black families where we don't really know what to do to help our family members or friends that may be suffering from this, right? So then it does become this um, indirect enabling, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, he just struggles a lot and you know he'll go for a little bit and come back. And, you know, I, I tried, I flushed his heroin down the toilet and he got mad and then he was gone for two weeks. Like, you know, all these things we try to do, mm-hmm. um, but are ill-equipped to do for, yeah. you know, a multitude of reasons, systemic things. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of goes and goes and we're kind of finding that spot where we can help, mm-hmm. you know, families and our people. Well, I but feel like that's where families or just mm-hmm. individuals who are dealing with people who are have addictions, they need to seek counseling, mm-hmm. therapy as well. Because it's like, I mean, I have like a the family, families around. I a, exactly. Yeah. I have a family member right now who... Mm-hmm. I literally have not seen this person sober in like four years. Wow. And it's like, eventually it comes to a point in time for me, like I don't have that medical background to know, all right, these are the steps that I have to take. Mm-hmm. Right. So it becomes to a point where I'm like, I just need to step back. I'm going to let you do you. Right. I'm going to do me. Right. But at the same time as a relationship though, that's not, I, I feel guilty because that's not right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do I need to do in order to help? you know, facilitate this person mm-hmm. to either recovery or just a better, um, con- like lifestyle. Right. Don't right. keep, don't keep the secret, you know, mm-hmm. make right. sure that you step outside your comfort zone and go to individuals who do have expertise in these areas. Right. You know, and bring them in. Right. You know, even though it may upset, you know, the, the, the normal routine of a family and it probably would, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that might not be a bad thing. Right. You right. know, Let's talk about what we all know is going on. Yeah, right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what you said, Ferris, like the family being involved in therapy, too, because it's mm-hmm. not just the person, right? The um, clinical term, identified patient um, slash client. So it's not just them, right? It's, yeah, how the, the network is supporting. What is your family system doing mm-hmm. to help, to not help, to enable, to um, prohibit? Like, let's all talk about it because you're not the only one that's affected just because you have this um, disease, right? Mm-hmm. It's people right. around you that need to... Um, know what to do to help and to process their own stuff, right? I agree. So another question we had from Lauren, because um, I um, I don't know if you find this, Papa Glover, but a lot of um, people, especially in the Twin Cities, are looking for providers. Pe- uh, people of color are looking for providers that look like them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a barrier too, but mm-hmm. I think that's just quantity, right? There's not a lot of black people practicing. Um, I think we have more people doing it, but mm-hmm. I think it's just a numbers issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Lauren was wanting to know, like, how can we, I guess find people that look like us do you know of like a database an app or something like Mm -hmm. how do we find people especially Mm -hmm. if you are brand new to trying to find it right right. i might not know to go to psychology today Mm -hmm. or to ask this person or that person or you may be scared or i may be scared and i don't want all these people to know that i'm looking and i don't want all these people to you know um because you don't just want to know all my business you don't want to post that on facebook hey by the way looking looking for recommendations (laughs) right you know psychologist exactly i want my network to know i'm trying to do this so how can i do it stealthily and mm. where do i even start so do you have advice for people i think that uh yes there, there's definitely a resource guide that's available um that uh, all you have to do is you know uh black uh, therapists uh mental health providers in the twin cities area mm. and probably 50 will pop up there you go yeah you know but one of the resources that i think that uh, uh would be a good starting place it's called the kente project Mm. Okay, you know, and they're located over by uh, in South Minneapolis by Loring Park. Um, the other thing is, is that you know you made a, a, a statement about you know you don't want to go on Facebook. Well, sometimes you might have to. That's true. You know, if you don't know where to go, you yeah. know, you, you know, you got a Facebook family, reach out to them. But people know? go know our business, Papa Glover. That's we can't. Okay. We can't, a, I can't let them you know, know Johnny got a substance abuse issue. You know what? There's so many. My people grandma who on know Facebook. That Johnny is off his mug. You right. So it, it ain't as big a secret as you think it is. <laughs> and, and they just the ain't saying nothing about it. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to let that ego go. Right? Absolutely. Because you got to work in the mental health. You got to work in yourself. The fear. <laughs> right. You, know, you got to overcome the fear. Yeah. You know, and say which is more important. You exactly. Know, uh, my uh, uh, pride or the fact that, you know, I want my son or my daughter or my nephew or somebody mm-hmm. else to get the services that they need. Yeah. You know. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I like the... 
hey, I'm looking for a therapist for a friend of a friend. Like, yeah. anyone, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, it ain't right. me, though. I know it's like two people away from me. But, yeah. you know, if y'all got recommendations, shoot them my way. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you want that extra layer of anonymity. So, right. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> people know Johnny got issues. They That's just right. say nothing. <laughs> it ain't a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, gosh. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. I'm going to keep going through. Lauren had some really great questions. Yeah, she really um, did, though. Yeah, she did. So um, we can kind of wrap back around to this. But why do you think, everyone, mm-hmm. that it's hard to talk about mental health in our community? So the black community. And, you know, just so I know, I... Mm, Black people are black people, right? I'm not grouping us into other people. We talk mm-hmm. about black folks today. Mm-hmm. So black people. And yeah, why is it so hard, do you all think, to discuss in our community, right? What makes it stigmatizing? What makes it embarrassing? Like lots of people mm-hmm. do it. You know what I hear a lot? Ooh, therapy. That's a white woman's thing. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's a white person's thing. But why can't it be in every person's exactly. thing? It should be. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. I hate when people say that. But, well, well, that's the thing about mental illness. You know, it doesn't discriminate. Right. You know, you get you if you're black, white. Doesn't make a difference. The other piece, though, I think why it's so difficult to talk about in our community, in the black community, is that we are so damn judgmental. Mm, Exactly. We want to put labels on things. We want to, oh, shame on you. You know, you were a terrible parent, and this is the the, the result of your terrible parenting. Mm -hmm. Get away from that, you know, if in fact you are sincere about, uh, you know, getting those people the help that they need. Right. No, I definitely agree on that. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that can kind of fall under that category, whether it's, or at least for me, like I went to school in a suburb in Minneapolis, right? And, you know, if you're focused on your books, it's like, oh, you're trying to be, you're trying to be white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're trying to oh, be educated. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. that too. And it's like, what's wrong with the education? What's wrong with Absolutely. your mental health? What's wrong with trying to better yourself as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because that's ultimately the goal in I life, agree. right? You don't want to be stuck in, uh, I don't even know what I would call it, but you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's just like, at the end of the day, um, I feel like, and once again, it's my dad. So taught me that, you know, you want to be a leader, not a follower, right? Right. And so you got to focus on yourself. Like, who cares? Like, as long as I'm going to make sure I work on me Mm -hmm. and and I'm going to make sure I help out the people around me in my circle, my family, my Mm -hmm. friends. Yep. And Mm -hmm. so... Um, but obviously we have a podcast and we're trying to reach out to people and let them know, like, these are the resources, these are avenues that you can go down to and bet, you know, better yourself, right. Empower yourself, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. And so obviously we want to have that voice, but right. at the end of the day, work on yourself, worry about yourself, worry about your you family, have. worry about yeah. your friends, mm-hmm. right. honestly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a shame that, uh, you know, the, the most profound things that we hear sometimes is on a television commercial. Right. You know? Right. And I think about the commercial, you know, this Arby's commercial that uh, Den Rangs does. Oh, yeah. You know, and he says, you know, the, one of the things that Socrates says is that if you want to uh, <laughs> uh, know something about who you are, then you have to think for yourself. You mm-hmm. know, don't let, you know, what other people say or what exactly. other people say is, 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 is this or that. You know, don't buy into that. You know, uh, you judge for yourself. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Have your own idea. Yeah, your own due diligence. Yeah. Figure it out. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Something on like a smaller scale that I do is I just reframe those words, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, therapy is a white person's thing. Nope, therapy is a black person's thing because I'm doing it. Yeah. So, nope. Oh, you trying to talk white. Nope, talk like myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you're saying first, oh, you studying all that. You trying to be white. Nope, just trying to be smart. Trying to read. Just trying to read. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, I am trying to read. Yep. I'm like, yeah, and that's what people fought for. That's what people do. Yeah. Especially in college. Right. So just even that like small reframe, you know, is something that I do. Like, nope, I don't. Let's take away, you know, this targeting language. Right. Because then I think it, it becomes inaccessible. Right. So now all of a sudden black people can't ski or snowboard, which I try to fail. So we're all done with that. Uh, we can't do all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Yeah. Just because... I mean, I like indulging in some Caucasian activities from yeah. time to time. What's your favorite Caucasian activity to indulge in? Yeah, I like going on boats. Yeah. Uh, do you swim in the lakes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ocean. With the monsters. Ocean's different. The monsters uh, live in the lakes. Tubing? Man, tubing's fun. That's definitely a white person thing. Hey, that's... Mm-hmm. You better get on that. Do you I'm telling ski? you people, you better get on that. Uh, I went once. That was okay. fun. Mm-hmm. That was actually fun. That sounds mm-hmm. dangerous. Papa Glover, what's what's some Caucasian activities you'd like to do? I like home ownership. Yep. I like <laughs> <laughs> I like stocks. <laughs> I like having the That's bank hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 
I don't believe that uh, we should classify that as a white or Caucasian activity, but uh, you asked me what I like. Yeah, no, right. I like that. You're so right. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> no, that was really funny. I think my favorite one is kayaking mm. and probably just traveling. <laughs> Abroad. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Where, where's your kayak? Having good credit. Everywhere. Having yes, good credit. Yes. yes, yes that, yes, right? Yes, Having yeah. good credit. Man, right? Credit is key. Not sweating when I go to get a loan for somewhere. That's right. <laughs> Checks don't bounce. Right. You know, you know I'm good. That. Oh, you oh, right. automatic bills coming out. We good. Yeah. We chilling. We yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, what'd you say, Ferris? You said something just now that made me think of something. Um, I kayak all over. But no, you said something else. Oh, credit in America. That's oh, another yeah, thing. Yeah. So yeah, when you have like yeah, these things to build credit, right? I saw this on a TikTok video. But then you like pay them off. Then your score drops. Mm-hmm. And then, well, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because your length of accounts right. drops. Correct. But then it, doesn't it go back up at some point too? Like you don't I have I mean, to, over time, yeah. Yeah, it'll go, go back up. It's the five C's. So it's, uh, I'm not even going to name them off. It's like capital, uh, no, uh, credit. Yes. Hold on. Let me, let me pull it up. Okay. So I don't sound ignorant. Yeah. But. People, um, well, while you're looking that up, yeah, people are, you know, up in arms on TikTok at least. I paid off my your car loan and my credit score went down. A, how long, like how did it go down? And B, it will like go back up. Correct. I'm sure it wasn't cut in half. No, of course. Like, no, it shouldn't you know, like you're good. Like if it's a few points, you're mm-hmm. fine. Like keep your other, like if you got credit cards, but you just paid your loan off, keep using your credit cards. Absolutely. Utilization under uh, 30%. I do 10, but do those things. That's what help, helps build your credit. So I'm just thinking like education wise too about these financial matters that, you know, if you go in with a very like basic level, right? Like, right. You know, oh, when you, if I pay off my car loan and my score goes down, so, oh, I'm just going to keep a car loan because then my score will go up. And it's like, no, there's a lot of right. stuff that goes into that. So I think too, even as black people become more financial, um, financially savvy and literate, there are still some of those ins and outs that we have to seek out help to know. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. So we've been talking about mental health, but even financial health is a part mm-hmm. of that too. So if you're investing, literacy is key. exactly. And if you're investing and doing stocks and stuff, call someone who knows, right? Ask your bank if they have someone trained in that. Seek out that information. Don't just, mm-hmm. I mean, you can just do it, but it's okay to seek information mm-hmm. and support. It doesn't mean anything other than you want to try something new and you mm-hmm. need help doing that. So I have, I have two things. So uh, the five C's for listeners are, uh, it's going to be character, Capacity slash cash flow, capital. I said capital. Oh, okay. Conditions and collateral. I've never heard of those in my life. Really? Yeah. I, what are you? What is that? Uh, character is just who you are. They look at no, your. Damn it, Ferris! I know what character pile. is. No, I'm, what are the I'm five go, C's? I'm going. I just said it. So character is just the overall picture of who you are, right? Right. The, uh, on paper. Uh, capacity, cash flow. How much are you bringing in? Right. Versus going out. Versus going out. Debt to income. This is for uh, listeners, right? Right. Okay. Capital is uh is going to be everything that you own. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, conditions kind of are like, all right. So where are you working? Like, you know, how much are you bringing in? Well, What's going on? Well, are you salaried versus hourly? Mm. If if conditions if, if, of your co- if COVID hits again, right, and you're working in the restaurant industry, you'll be impacted. Exactly. Right. Because your hours are going to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then collateral is like, what do you actually physically own? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have a home, you have a car, you have, uh, you know, $10,000 in stock set aside that you, the bank can come and get that Mm -hmm. if they want to get their money back. Um, The second thing, though, is like, so generationally, black folks, which is sad, but, you know, uh, you know, you see people that they're renting out. Uh, houses for 20, 30 years, yeah, right? Yeah, really long time. And it's like, all right, so you have that payment history. Yep. Or just just in general, if you're just renting and you have good payment history, right? Why doesn't that not count towards your credit score? Should it, should it not renting? Though? If you're renting. If you're paying on time. Mm-hmm. No, right? That's a good point. Or you're paying your... You know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. paying on time, that should count towards... Something. That's That's another thing that I feel like we need to try to... Uh, you know, have candidates kind of push, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially on the state, local, city level, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like they never take that into accountability. And you have these black folks who can't get into housing because, oh, well, I mean, you don't have any credit. Well, I've been renting for the last 10 years, right. paying on time, yep. paying all my bills, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then so, you think if you save up all your money to buy a car. Now you don't have a car loan to build credit because you just bought it outright. Correct. 
and I'm not going to get credit cards and stuff. Like, yeah, there are lots of um, ways where people can't get credit. You know what I mean? Right. I like that. I wonder mm -hmm. what it would take, though. I wonder if it's an overhaul of how we do the credit system here to, like, include that. I think that one of the things that might help in that area is that if in high school, you know, they talk financial literacy. I definitely you know agree. Papa Glover, I am glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I'm a plug the nonprofit I'm a part of because that's <laughs> what we do. So I am a board member of the um, nonprofit at Black Project. Um, I will tag it in the video and the Instagram is at B-L-A-C Project. I'll put it on our Chopping It Up podcast page and that it's an arts and literacy nonprofit mm -hmm. for um little black kids kids of color um as well and that's one of the components we've been talking about mm -hmm. having a high school program from nine to nine grades nine through 12 Correct. where we talk about financial literacy yep. and not just in terms of like you know like credit cards and what it means paying taxes and stuff mm -hmm. also what it means in terms of going to college yeah. right like let's talk about student loans are there scholarships you can get like so i'm glad you said that but i mean let's, because that's let's, let's important. be real though when you went to high school right mm -hmm. you could get a trade coming out of high school that's true. right you could be a welder plumber carpenter carpenter Absolutely. mechanic where did, that, that where did that go no you can't what do you i mean you can i mean they have classes like Oh, I see what class, you're saying. Like, like you were trained in you high could school literally come to do out, right. I see what you're saying. So the same way that mm, they, did, they did that. I got gotcha. you. They need to have, I right. mean, now you're not balancing checks anymore because everything's digital. Right. right. I mean, some people still are, mm -hmm. I guess. But it's like, all right, balancing your 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 money, your finances. Right. Uh, credit. How much do you need to use? Mm -hmm. You don't want to go over mm -hmm. technically 25% utilization, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about you what know, that means, certain, right? Like, Yeah, there's certain things. things that need to be taught to kids because- Typically, you get your first credit card when college, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. You you go into the, the bank. They're like, oh yeah, you You're know, you have a college account, yeah. student account, right? Exactly. Here's your first credit card. Yes, that was You're mine. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your student loan just paying your room and board. Yep. And it's like, well, how many? How many? Five hundred dollar credit card. Exactly. Living. You're like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go out I'm to the rich. bar. I'm gonna go. Yep. You know, buy whatever you want to buy. For but at the same time, you're exactly five hundred dollars, and you use that five hundred dollars, or you may even go over the limit, which is even mm -hmm. worse. Bank of America What's lets the interest you go rate? over. Yep, exactly, and the yeah. interest rate is ridiculous. Yes, yeah. so and people it's don't like, look at that. Things like that is something that you need to learn in high school, correct? Exactly. Or your parents need to teach you. Mm -hmm. And, and then, how many parents know that though? To get that information, because I know grown right? adults who don't know this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm you're teaching right. my parents. You're right. Like so, it's true. I work with adults who can't read. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it, like it's, it's sad that they don't have a, a an eighth grade education. You know, mm -hmm. they never got a GED. You know, yeah. Uh, and here they are at forty five or fifty years of age, mm -hmm. and, and 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 you know, talk about oh, I want to get a GED for what? Right. What is yeah. a GED going to do for you at fifty? Mm -hmm. You know. But so, what, what would you say to them though? Because if, if they're because I feel like our goals, and this is just in a black community. Not everyone, because I know mm -hmm. someone we're going to get dragged through the, the comment section are low, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I'm going to get my GED or mm -hmm. I'm going to get just enough so I can mm -hmm. get by. Mm -hmm. No, but what would you say to that person? Like, why not aim for something bigger and better for yourself? Well, I think that realistically, you know, uh, there are some people who at, at, at 40 and 50 years of age uh, would, would never complete college. Mm -hmm. But I think that over... 40 or 50 years, you know, uh, those people have developed some type of hopefully entrepreneurial skill, which could really lead to them being self-employed, mm -hmm. you know, so they have the greatest boss that they've ever had. They never have to call in sick or late because they're the boss. Right. I enjoy that privilege right now, you know, uh, and have, you know, for quite a while. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, schools like uh, Summit Academy, you know, they're excellent, you know, and especially for uh, that mid-range group between 25 and 35 years of age that hasn't decided what they want to do with their life. And a vocational education is just as lucrative, as lucrative, absolutely right, as a, a, a college education could be, you know, mm -hmm. because the world needs plumbers and, and right. carpenters and, and, and all the other trades. And I had a buddy who he got out of high school, went into low voltage electrician. Oh, yeah. And they pay for your school. 
right? I, I mean, he had to take out uh, student loans for like the books mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But okay. they literally pay you mm-hmm. to do your job, wow. right? Mm-hmm. And then as you get your hours of apprentice, you go mm-hmm. to apprentice. I don't know the, the yeah. levels, but apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And you, right. you, you, yeah. you go right. up. Journeyman. So you, journeyman, yeah. yeah. So you literally start out making like 25 out of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $25 an hour. Mm-hmm. Out of high How school. many people were making $25 an hour out of high school? I None. definitely was not. But everybody talks about that's what they need to have. Right. Exactly. $25. You right. know, and exactly. I keep telling them, you know, even if you got two kids, $25 is nothing. It's expensive to raise children today. That's what they say. You know, but I also think that, um, you know, when you look at this situation here, uh, uh, you know, young men, the majority, you know, guys your age, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, you ask them, you know, well, what do you plan on doing in the next five years? I don't know. You know, and they, they hemming and hawing around. And I said, well, you play Call of Duty? Yeah, 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 I play Call of Duty. Are you good at it? Yeah, I'm good at it. You know what a, 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 a CAD operator uh, makes? And they said, well, what is a CAD operator? You know, well, you know, get a CAD certificate where it's computer animated drafting. Mm-hmm. If you like playing video games or you know, maybe think about designing video games. Yeah. CAD program is excellent for you. Well, not even that. I mean, you can literally get paid to stream yourself playing games right now. On YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or t- it's, it's actually called uh, I don't know. Twitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Twitch. ALC does that. You sometimes. can literally play your game and yeah. you're making money. Sure. Because people can sub- subscribe to you and the, your viewership. Yeah. Right. Okay. I like that, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then I think about people who don't know that, yeah, right? Had no idea. They just were playing video games. Right. And now you get to capitalize on a skill you're already good at. Right. And now you, you know what I mean? Now and you a good can make money it. makes between probably sixty and $75,000 a year. Boom. Easily. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, thinking about the, um, the vocations we were talking about earlier and like, yeah, how Papa Glover, you would have been able to be yeah trained in high school to go out, mm-hmm. you know, after and get one. Now high schools are so focused on college education. So yes. even if you wanted to pursue um, like a, um, a trade, now you still have to go to school for it. So it's like I spent my four years in high school learning something that I didn't want to learn that may not be applicable, especially if I know if I know that I want to be a plumber. I'm not learning those skills. Now I've spent four years of high school not learning what I needed to learn. Now I have to go to like a trade school, take out mm-hmm. the loans and do all the things, which, you know, is um, a shorter time than like a four-year degree and stuff. Correct. But yeah, I just think overall our education system is not um, prepping our students for this world, right? Like mm-hmm. now it's if you don't get a college degree, you're somehow less than, but then mm-hmm. businesses don't want to pay you appropriately for a college mm-hmm. degree to pay back the loans you took out to Absolutely. go because they said that's what you needed to do to do it. Correct. And we still need plumbers, electricians, CAD operators, and all these things, and no one's talking about that. Mm-hmm. So there's my rant. Um, got big issues with the education system, and I'm glad that you, Papa Glover, are sharing your knowledge with your clients because mm-hmm. I think even just the exposure is what people just need, right? Just to know there are things like a CAD operator out right. there, right? Right. You're so. right. Cool. You know, as, as, as basic as that sounds, you know, that they don't know. You know, I've had people who I've met in my program, and when they come in, I say, okay, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. And they say, well, what do you mean, what's the plan? Well, what do you want to do? And they'll look at me sometimes and say, you know, nobody's ever asked me that before. Mm. nobody's ever asked me that what I want to do you know they always tell him what to do you will do this you will do that you know and take that out of a person who is conditioned to to think that way right well then you know that's a lost soul out there it is yep so um man this conversation already I know right (laughs) do it all day uh so uh, another question that we had um was what would be your message to the black youth right now Hmm. My message to black youth is to uh, always be aware, you know, be aware of, of, of where you are, who you're around, uh, the people that you decide to associate yourself with, you know, what are they about, you know? Um, and I think that uh, I would also have to turn around and say, you know, uh, I'm hopeful. 
I am. I'm really hopeful about the the next generation that's coming along, mm. you know. I and too. I think that um, if we give up, then we lose. Mm-hmm. If we fight the same fight that we've always fought, we lose. So we have to be smarter. We mm-hmm. have to teach in different kind of ways. Definitely. We have to make sure to make sure that whatever it is that uh, the youth today are saying that, you know, they have an interest in, we need to support that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we don't, uh, you know, we all uh, drive up and down the street. Uh, we watch the news. We see what's happening out there. Yeah. It won't change. Mm-hmm. It won't change. Yeah, and I feel like I've always been a type of person where, and I don't know where I heard it from, but you always kind of want to have, like me, I don't want to be the smartest person in my friend group. I don't want to be the most successful person in my friend group. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to surround myself with people who are doing better than me mm-hmm. and then I can ask those questions and try to gain um, knowledge mm-hmm. you know gain that understanding of how did you get to where you're at so mm-hmm. I can get there right mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. important I think right. a lot of people don't operate under that same mm-hmm. understanding of that guys right yep. mm-hmm. it's like oh I'm just with my partners I'm hanging out right. whatever Okay, but what are your partners? Your partners, you know, you got some people in jail, some people mm-hmm. dead, right? Yep. Especially coming from a city where you're from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, that's what I feel like us as a community need to start doing is just surround yourself with people that you want to be like instead of the people that are on your same level. Right. I, I agree. And I think that surrounding yourself with, with positive people and, and people who are moving in the same direction that you want to use in is is critical, you know, um, for your success. But I also think there's another side of this coin too, you know, and that is, is that, you know, um, it's sad that the majority of, of, of black men, you know, who have um, teenage sons, you know, and some daughters, you know, um, today and, 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 and they're in prison, you know, so that that mentor, that 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 positive reinforcer that you know you 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 grow up with, you know that you can always turn to when you need to and say, you know, teach me, show me, mm-hmm. you know, how did you do this? How did you do that? That's missing. So one of the things that I think black youth are very aware of is that older black men, a lot of us, we have no credibility. Mm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. See, we don't have no credibility. We want to call them, hey, young brother. Yeah. They say, hey, don't call me, bro. Young I ain't homie. your brother. I ain't your homie. I ain't none of that. Mm. You know, you don't think I remember when you sold crack to my auntie, you mm. know, my mama. Mm. But I remember that. And now since you went to prison and changed your name to Bob Kazoo, I was that? supposed to be, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then who mentors them? How do they get that they support? They mentor each that other. Yeah. And that's the sad thing. Yeah. Kids raising kids. The blind lead in the blind. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think this would be a good plug for some community resources. So mm-hmm. again, yes. the Black Project, mm-hmm. we have a mentorship program um, as well. Um, so that, but I also think about longer, um, more established community Groups like the Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. you know, YMCA, those type of things. Big Brother, Big Sister is one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those, my sister did it for a little bit, um, and it was really great. And I think those organizations have a pretty good stake in the community. Mm-hmm. And standing. And Yeah. So I think that credibility and just kind of reminding black men, talking to y'all, mm-hmm. To reach out to these organizations yeah. and do it. It's not, It's what, uh, I think my sister, when she was doing it three hours a week, I'm using air quotes, that's what they say, right? But of course mm-hmm. you can do more. She did, you of know, course. you go for an outing and stuff like that. But it doesn't have to be this big chunk of your time, mm-hmm. right? Like our kids need you. They need you out here. Here's your call to action, black men and women. Like our kids need us. So we need to be doing those things um, and showing up in that way. Right. So there's my community plug. So real quick, um, I thought we were going to be able to talk more about this, but I'm looking at the time and we're coming up short. So in a sentence or two, what does reparations for black people look like to you? <laughs> Tax credits. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Okay. Chartel? I like the tax credits. Direct payments. Direct payments. Evanston, Illinois is trying it right now. I heard that. Yes. Yeah. They got four that. black people, right? Four <laughs> black people. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hilarious. <laughs> Let's try it out in this community. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would. I, I would honestly say, um, you know, debt relief, whether that's mm-hmm. student loan forgiveness. Um, I like that too. I feel like we should be able to go in and get a loan at zero percent. Yep. That's that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, getting rid of state income tax. Mm-hmm. federal income tax yep state i can see feds i don't believe that that's gonna happen they need, they you need know they've been trying to do that in nevada for a hundred years probably get oh get rid of the federal, federal tax. get rid of the federal okay. tax because they've already eliminated state tax in nevada gotcha you know? okay yeah. moves um yeah and i think we should also say these are all doable things absolutely they and, they, and they have been doable things to other race and ethnicity so that's the thing too i don't think people talk think of talk about when we talk about reparations of black people they have done it with like japanese and jewish they have done it already Mm -hmm. so it's doable chartel what has you exhausted who child lord america (laughs) you know what has me exhausted this vaccination shit i am Mm. sick of it and not like the vaccine i'm sick of how it's dividing people politicized and it's politicized and polarized right like Oh, you're not vaccinated? Oh my God, you're vaccinated? Like, I hate all of that. And then POTUS, like, you know, made that uh, Instagram, I saw it on Instagram, made the announcement that now if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask, right? Who's checking that? And the governor of Minnesota is like, oh, if once we get to 70%, you don't have to wear a mask. Or I think he partnered with, I don't know. I think they're on the same page. We don't have to do Mm -hmm. masks, right? Mayor Fry and the mayor of St. Paul's like, nice try. Y'all better wear a mask in these cities. Carter, yeah, Mayor Carter. And so I am exhausted with that, right? Just the polarizing. So now if you don't get the vaccine, you're like an anti-vaxxer or a Trump supporter, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But if you do get the vaccine, you're a sheep and you are stupid and you shouldn't believe in science. And I'm like, goodness, can people just like, yeah, if you want the vaccine, can we get just the do vaccine. what we want to do? If you don't do, want the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. Right. I don't mean, guilt me into it. Easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's guilt either way. So mm-hmm. guilty if you get it. Now you're a sheep. Guilt if you don't, you're an idiot. So, yeah, and I think I'm just tired do, of how people, damn damned if you do, mm-hmm. damn if you don't. So I am exhausted with how people are treating people. Mm. So. Anything got you exhausted or you want me to go? Yeah. Trumpism. Oh. Trumpism, yes, <laughs> Trumpism, I'm telling you. you know, I'm wow. so sick of that. And he, you know, the guy's gone. Right. Yes, you know, and he's still. You well, you said he's coming back in four more years. Uh, so. Like herpes, uh, go yeah, away. Yes, like herpes, you know, get away. This guy just won't die. Lord, God. I'm telling you. Well, it's you. funny. I think Chartel talked about it, where it was like, you know, the gas prices are going up. <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of stuff right now where people are like, man, Trump didn't look too bad. Look, I yeah. did make jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there are reasons why gas prices are going up. Exactly, didn't have exactly, shit to exactly, Trump, exactly. You know, yes, <laughs> so uh, didn't have nothing to do with his policies. Either, exactly, you know, nothing. So, and he, nothing. I blame him for the polarizing of the vaccine and shit. You made science look terrible, yeah. right? And it's science. If yeah. anything is based in facts, it's science and math. How do you facts. think they get through? Anywho, that's yeah, like you said, we ain't got time. So Trumpism exhausts you, yeah. Papa Glover. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep my exhausted what very you, short. Ferris? Just what we talked about at the beginning, the Tim Scott, Kamala Ugh. Harris. I just mm-hmm. feel like once again, we always touching this. I think it was Candace Owens the last couple of weeks yep, for me. Stay playing. And now it's I mean, Kamala and Tim Scott, mm-hmm. like you have to use your voice in a way. And I get it. I'm not I'm not a senator. I'm not a I'm not in politics. So I know there's certain things that you can and cannot say because mm-hmm. it's your job on the line. That's your livelihood, your money. I get it. But to go out there and just be saying just foolish foolery is right. Why is can exhausting. you say that? But you can't say that. Black people deserve reparations. So you can say once oh, end of the said spectrum, that we don't right? Deserve them too. Mm-hmm. But y'all want to call her black. I'ma just say it fine. But y'all think she black? All skin folk and kin folk. And I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, don't so get me started. Where, where can they find you at? Uh, my home inc is located at 651 University in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're a block off Dale, or well, half a block off of Dale. And uh, a, a, a local landmark that you might recognize is Hickory Hut Barbecue. I'm the building next door. All right. Just want to shout out your. So you can also find them online. Yes. At uh, my home Inc. A A T I. So that's M Y H O M E I N C A A T I dot com. All mm-hmm. right. 
All right, you guys, it's Chartel again. And I, you, of course, can find us on the Chopping It Up podcast on Instagram, C-H-O-P-P-N, It Up Official. Um, and then Twitter, it's at Chopping It Up Team. Facebook, the Chopping It Up podcast. And it should all be on the pot. I think it was... You know, it'll come up under our... Have so watch our, like, through the credits so watch y'all through the credits, can see exactly. it. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, anyone who knows app design, hit yes. us up, please. Yes. We have a couple of ideas that we want to do. Yes. Please, but please. other than that, this was an excellent episode. Episode it was great. four. Yes. You know? I, yes. So I love the conversation. It's it was great. dope. It was fun. Yes. Thanks, um, Papa Glover, for yeah, coming thank you on. You're welcome. Definitely you guys, appreciate it. Yes. You're like, welcome. subscribe. We're on Spotify. YouTube. We'll be on Apple in a few weeks. So, like... Man, Show us some like, love. We out here. Comment, describe, uh, subscribe. And message too, with topics, all the things. So, yes. You guys right, are great. Thank you for we listening. We appreciate it. Bye.